quote, Flow forces you to evaluate life through a different lens. It gives you reason to live, but live this way long enough, and those reasons become more important than dying. This is what the self-help books don't tell you. Fully alive and deeply committed is a risky business. Once you strip away the platitudes, a life of passion and purpose will always cost. As T.S. Eliot reminds us, not less than everything. Unquote. Hey, this is Why with the Creative Habits Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. This week we're talking flow. Specifically, we're talking about the rise of Superman, decoding the science of ultimate human performance by Stephen Coulter. Stephen Kotler deconstructs flow and along the way provides a rest of roadmap for getting into this flow state more consistently. Now, the title suggests, you know, ultimate human performance. And a lot of people might think, oh, okay, you're going to be talking about sport athletes. And indeed, he starts off talking about sport athletes because ultimate sport athletes have to be in the state of flow or die or get seriously injured. So, they're consistently there all the time, so it makes sense to study them. But Cutler actually makes a great bridge into other things, specifically creativity. It's great for a lot of us who are artists or entrepreneurs because you can actually leverage that state of flow. And the average human being, you know, for them, the state of flow, being in flow, means greater happiness. But for the artist or entrepreneur, it means greater access to the subconscious and a much wider range of creative expression. So this week we're looking at that because, you know, if you, if you want a greater range of creative wonder, you have to learn how to drop into the state of flow more consistently. All right, so Kotler starts the conversation with peak performance athletes because, as I mentioned, they have to get in the state of flow or risk death or serious injury. So the since athletes don't have the luxury of getting in the state of flow, they provide a window of consistently getting into that state where impossible, where the impossible becomes possible. So, quote, when you're pushing the limits of ultimate human performance, the choice is stark. It's flow or die, unquote. So it's extreme. And it's not for everyone. But they've moved the boundary of possible consistently further and in doing so taught the rest of us along the way how to do the same. So it's pushing the boundary of possible. It's not saying it's impossible. It's saying possibility now is further out than we thought before. So what's cool about this book is that it's not just for performance athletes. It really is for creatives. But, but let's, let's, let's take a step back. So, All right, so let's look at super athletes and flow. Quote, if we can figure out exactly what these athletes are doing to a reliably reproduce this state, then we can apply this knowledge across the additional domains of self and society. If we can master flow, there is no, there are no limits to what we can accomplish. We are our own revolution. The great civil rights leader Howard Thurman once said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. Because what the world needs more is more people who have come alive, unquote. So we are our own revolution. I mean, those are words to live by. It's, it's by getting into the state of flow that, that we live more consistently at the edge of who we are. And our brains literally come alive. Now, Kotler talks about the chemicals produced by the brain. You know, and when in the state of flow, the brain actively comes alive. And what happens when we rely less on thought and more on being at the same time we are doing? So... Think of it like, you know, almost like a state of ongoing meditation, except you aren't sitting on a mat. You're moving through the stillness of thought, letting go of the mind, 
and allowing reality to be fully experienced while in motion. Okay, so there are a lot, a lot of people who think like performance athletes do, in which case they're always pushing. So, quote, this is why the challenge skill ratio is so important. If we want to achieve the kinds of accelerated performance we're seeing in action adventure sports, then it's 4% plus 4% plus 4% day after day, week after week, months into years into careers. This is the road to real magic. Follow this path long enough. And not only does impossible become possible, it becomes what's next, like eating breakfast, like another day at the office, unquote. So, obviously, not a lot of artists are going to think in the same way, necessarily. You may not be pushing and measuring 4% plus and going, and, and that's okay. It's just understanding your mind and body and understanding play, because play is just as important, if not more so, within what, what happens when you reach flow. Quote, you have to train your body to prepare for the state. You have to train your, mi- train your mind to prepare for the state. You have to know yourself, your limits, know exactly what you're afraid of and exactly how hard to push past it. That's serious work. But get it right, and not only does it become easier to flow once, it becomes easier to find it again and again. What's painfully ironic here is that flow is a radical and alternative path to mastery only because we have decided that play, an activity fundamental to survival, tied to the greatest neurochemical rewards the brain can produce and flat out necessary for achieving peak performance, creative brilliance, and overall life satisfaction is a waste of time for adults. If we are hunting the highest version of ourselves, we need to turn work into play, not the other way around. Unless we invert this equation, much of our capacity for intrinsic mo- intrinsic motivation starts to shut down, unquote. So, uh, think about that. I mean, just think about that. It's play. And we're, we're told it's a waste of time. We're told that that play, which is flat out necessary for achieving peak performance, creative brilliance, and overall life satisfaction is a waste of time. Oh, doesn't that get you? You got to let yourself play with ideas to the point of risking judgment from your peers. And that risk of judgment is a similar risk that ultimate athletes go through, you know, when they're going through, like, let's say, classified and rapids. The difference is the athlete doesn't have a choice. You do. But when you take that risk, you push beyond the name of playing with what's possible for you and in some cases for, for culture, you know, depending on who you are, your audience, and so forth. Knowing this, do you play it safe? Or do you come alive and see how far the rabbit hole goes? I suggest, of course, that you see how far the rabbit hole goes. You know, because... You, you do that risk. You're not going to die. You're not going to die here. The, the, the guy in the classified rapids, he, he could die. You're not going to die if you're risking judgment from your peers. You might die inside in some way, like, because it feels so, uh, but it's, it's, if you're following that part of yourself, that creative self, that boundary of creativity, and you believe in it, then you need to take that risk. Okay, so the stages of flow. It's, it's, it's good to understand the stages of flow because when you understand those stages, it's, it's actually uh, easier to, to successfully navigate and to consciously achieve. And that's, that's the key right there because you can achieve the state of flow. Obviously, you could be achieving it right now. 
But the thing is, it's, it's consciously achieving it. it. That makes the difference when you can consciously achieve it and look at it and say, I, I know when I'm in the state flow or I, I know when I feel that and I know the triggers. I, I know what gets me there. And if you can get there more consistently, not only are you going to be happier, but you're going to be so much more creative. So the first state is struggle. Here, here, here's what, what it's like at that state. Quote, our problems seem unsolvable, our effort unsustainable, and the whole situation feels as far from flow as one could get. How we handle these negative feelings is critical. In struggle, we're using the conscious mind to identify patterns, then repeating those patterns enough times they become chunks. Until that happens, we are awkward and uncomfortable. To move through struggle takes a leap of faith that the effort will really result in skill acquisition. By definition, this demands a growth mindset, unquote. So you've got that struggle. It's, everything's unsolvable, unsolv- unsustainable. It just it doesn't feel like anything's really working, right? I mean, because you, you haven't done it before. And so you have to consciously move, move past that. But... In doing so, you identify patterns. Um, okay, so the next stage is release. And, and this, this is key. Quote, the next stage in the cycle is release. To move out of struggle into flow, you must first pass through the second stage. Release means take your mind off the problem. If you've been cramming for a test all day, go for a walk. If you've been trying to master double black diamond ski slopes, take a few runs down the blue lines. If the innovation team has been pulling all-nighters for a week, send them out for dinner and movie. The method is unimportant. The message is relaxation, unquote. So release, relaxation, let go of the problem. Let it go. Go do something else. Release. And then, then the flow state and, of course, a big bit of recovery. Quote, the flow state itself is the third stage in the cycle. Struggle gives way to release gives way to flow. Hallelujah. Afterwards, we move into the fourth and final step of the cycle, recovery. Flow is an extremely expansive state for the body to produce and maintain. It requires a lot of energy and a lot of neurochemistry, and both take a little while to replenish, unquote. So recovery is usually one to be glossed over, you know, but, but it's just as critical to the other stages. And, um, and that's why you might feel drained and you need to just chill again it's it's that relax it's it's that wave cycle you've done ultimate focus relax okay so here's a way to look at uh, the recovery cycle quote in today's world rarely do we give ourselves permission to recover rarely does anyone else finish one project and there are always a dozen more deadlines to be met in fact most of our lives the reward for having a high flow experience and pulling off something challenging at work is usually more work more responsibilities, and less time to meet them all. Yet, if we want to flow from cycle to cycle, we need to take full advantage of recovery to recoup and recharge. In short, on this path, you have to go slow to go fast, unquote. You have to go slow to go fast. So it's, it's that recovery part, and again, you have to go against what popular culture seems to shove down our throats, which is do, 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 and just go burn the midnight oil and don't chill on the deck and just have your eyes closed and take a nap, okay? Because that's lazy in our society. It's lazy to take a break. Well, forget that. Chill. Chill. 
All right. So there's, there is a dark side to flow. I, I'm sure you've kind of gleaned already. When you get into the state, it produces neurochemicals. It produces chemicals that your body and mind love. And live the life of passion, nothing else will do. It becomes like an all or nothing cost. Ordinarily, ordinary reality doesn't have the same full color. It doesn't see the flow. So, quote, flow forces you to evaluate life through a different lens. It gives you reason to live, but live this way long enough, and those reasons become more important than dying. This is what the self-help books don't tell you. Fully alive and deeply committed is a risky business. Once you strip away the platitudes, a life of passion and purpose will always cost. As T.S. Eliot reminds us, not less than everything. It, it, and that lack is actually too much for some. I mean, it, it borders on the mystical. You know, quote, In Christian mythical traditions, once you've experienced the grace of God, the dark night of the soul describes the incredible pain of its ab- absence. The same is true for flow. An enormous gap sits between the ecstasy of the zone and the all-too-familiar daily toll waiting for us at the other end. If you glimpse this state but can't get back there, that lack can become unbearable, unquote. Okay, so yeah, there's a dark side of flow. The ultimate athletes might have an addiction to that, but as normal mortals experiencing this state of flow, we won't necessarily have that same addiction. Yes, we will get there, and we can get there more consistently by breaking it down and kind of acknowledging it. But ultimately, we're not in that live-or-die state that an ultimate athlete is. So really, it shouldn't have that extreme effect. You know, some of us might get to the spiritual, and then it it might, you know, affect our lives. But for the most part, it's just going to make us more creative. So the gray areas. Quote, in esoteric terms, flow's tendency towards disruption is the reason it could be considered a left-hand path. A right-hand path is full of orthodoxy. It's cut dry and filled with thou shalt nots. On the right-hand path, we follow the rules and do what we're told and no questions asked. This may sound dull, but right-handed paths have a very long history of keeping us safe. A left-hand path, meanwhile, is an ecstatic path and mostly gray. It's little guidance and less security. Quote, pretty soon we accept this new reality and shift our paradigm further, and this engages imagination. We start imagining the impossible as possible. What does impossible feel like, sound like, look like? And then we start to be able to see ourselves doing the impossible. That's the secret. There's an extremely tight link between our visual system and our physiology. Once we can actually see ourselves doing the impossible, our chance of pulling it off increase significantly, unquote. So the question of can you do something takes on a, a renewed meaning. Uh, the type of meaning you might, you know, find when you were younger. I mean, can you do this? I don't know. Let's give it a try. So letting go of all the impossible and visualizing, actually doing it, uh, and this isn't just saying, oh, yeah, this might happen, and I'll visualize it, but really knowing and seeing it done in your mind actually opens up for ha- happening, where you actually say, wow, wow, I could do, th- I could do this. Wow. <laughs> I could actually do this and seeing yourself do it. So it's not just going through the motions. It's going, it's, it's lifting that veil It's lifting the impossible and saying, okay, wait a minute. I could, I could actually do this. So 
it's not just the impossible. It's moving the boundaries of possible further out. So instead of thinking impossible, lift the veil, move the boundary of possible, visualize it, and do it. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, there's some great links in the show notes uh, that talks about the rise of Superman, but Stephen Coulter also uh, is part of the uh, Flow Genome Project, and there's a link to the uh, mini documentary, uh, six minutes long. <laughs> uh, but but it it breaks everything down in like six minutes. Take a look at that and recognize that we're actually at a, a cutting edge, uh, more so than any time in history, where we're we're going past boundaries, and why not, um, you know, jump on that wave and see what you can do creatively and otherwise and just say, hey, you know what? We as a society, as, as the earth as a whole, are achieving some amazing things. And instead of being mired in Facebook posts and going off on this and that, Go out there, live the impossible. And man, it feels good. When you actually do something, you're like, wow, you know, maybe I could do it. And then you actually are able to do it. You're like, wow. You know, wait a minute. What, what could I be doing? Once you achieve something that you thought you might not be able to achieve, then you go, wait a minute. Flip it on its head and go, what have I doing, been doing in my life? That I actually could have just done, even though I thought, it, uh, uh, no, nah, I couldn't really do that. Uh, that'd be cool, but no, nah, you know. No, you, you could, there's some serious stuff you could be doing. So uh, anyway, uh, get inspired, go out there and create. Thanks a lot for listening.